At the beginning of the summer, I decided to dedicate some time to a topic that I really cared about, student loan forgiveness. When I began recording episodes and fleshing out the season, I had no idea that would become the 13-week season that it would eventually end up being. I spoke with lawyers who had hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans who were in the process of navigating the public service loan forgiveness program, a debt repayment advocate who was staunchly against student loan forgiveness and was quite frankly concerned about the fairness of it all. And I spoke with a couple of folks who asked the very real question, what purpose does undergrad actually serve? And is it time to just eliminate the whole thing altogether? As luck would have it, the final decision on whether or not student loan forgiveness would actually happen was brought down the week that I was backpacking in the mountains, participating in the Fall Raven Classic with absolutely no access to the internet. I'll share more about that backpacking trip later and why it was so important in another episode. In this episode, however, I'm going to briefly share my thoughts about the policy the potential impact, and some of the hypocrisy that I've observed connected to who the policy actually serves and some of the financial fallout fallout that some folks might not be aware of or even considering. Before I finish up the season, I do want to thank my guests, Robert Farrington, founder of The College Investor, Kyle Landis Marinello, author of Personal Finance and Investing, Jeanette Adams, owner of Debt Sucks University, Howard Devorkin, CEO and founder of Debt.com, Stanley Tate, owner of Tate Law, Lisa Q of A Lawyer and Her Money, Matt Lane of Matt Lane Writes and the Bad Financial Takes Bracket on Twitter, Jack Wang of Innovative Wealth, Kevin Matthews II, author of From Burning to Blueprint, Rebuilding Black Wall Street After a Century of Silence, and of Building Bread, Amanda Claypool, creator of Millionaire by Next Year. I also would like to thank the following sponsors who helped make this season happen. Cash Freely. If you're looking to avoid losing your cash back rewards, Cash Freely is a free app that you can use to keep track of all your rewards. If you're getting cash back rewards, you want to use Cash Freely to help you keep that all organized. I love that this app doesn't require putting any personal information into it. If you're looking to save for Christmas presents, that next trip abroad, or to pay towards a a debt, this is a really great tool to use. I highly recommend it. You can click on the link in the show notes. I am an affiliate. Please note Plutus Foundation. What does the Plutus Foundation actually do? We're all familiar with the Plutus Foundation if we're in the personal finance space, but put simply, the Plutus Foundation supports financial content creators with grants, networking, learning events, and podcasts. Twice a year, they offer grants for financial literacy projects of all types. The foundation highlights excellence through the Plutus Awards. The foundation also highlights excellence through the Plutus Awards, which will be awarded actually the week that this episode is released. And then finally, Student Loan Planner. If you're looking for some guidance on what to do with your student loans, and you need an outside perspective on what your options are, Student Loan Planner might be the resource for you. You can schedule a paid consultation with one of the Student Loan Planner's student loan consultants. We'll walk you through what your options are. Please note, if you're listening to this episode in 2022, you have until October 31st, 2022 to submit your public 
public service loan forgiveness waiver. I am also an affiliate with them and you can click on the link in the notes to see how you can speak with a paid consultant with a student loan consultant. Murphy's Law would have it that I would spend the entire summer waiting to see if the Biden administration would actually move forward with this policy. And then I would go on a week long vacation backpacking in the mountains where I'm completely offline and the decision would come through when I have absolutely no no Wi-Fi or internet service. So what's my reaction? I'm a little low-key surprised. I I sometimes have the feeling with presidential administrations that they can be tentative about things that they think might piss people off. So I am excited to see that they did decide to move forward with the policy. In retrospect, especially after doing this season, I'm glad that they took their time to really think about what what needs to happen and how they're going to facilitate the process. With that said, I wasn't quite as as excited about the $10,000 amount, but I did love to see that they included the up to $20,000 in forgiveness for Pell Grant borrowers in particular. That did really stand out to me. What I found is that I need more time to review and really understand the policy. Like I'm still taking it in. And so I think that I'm not the only one. Like I think that there are people who are way more educated than me on what student loan forgiveness should look like and and how these types of policies play out who are needing time to review it as well. I'm also trying to get a better read on how the administration is working to address the bigger issue of college affordability. I've heard that they've added a cap on graduate lending. I keep researching that piece and I'm not finding it easily. So if you're aware of this, do let me know so I can find a resource on that piece of information. Um, That cap on graduate lending was something that came up quite a bit throughout the season. So I do want to confirm that this is the case. That said, I do have some thoughts. I found it really interesting to observe the PPP forgiveness versus student loan forgiveness argument. I think it's ridiculous. I find that all of the wrong conversations are still being had because quite frankly, a lot of people in my view don't want people that they don't care for or believe are lazy or are the wrong complexion to receive student loan forgiveness. I'm going to just say it bluntly. This is my my view. (laughs) And in fact, the discourse reminds me quite a bit about what happened during that first year of COVID. People were accused of being lazy. Why should we pay to keep people at home? Why aren't they working? I'm like, it's a global pandemic. That's probably why everyone's staying at home. Why aren't people working fast food anymore? Why aren't, you know, why are people taking actions that just benefit them versus working in roles that benefit me? Like there are just arguments that I feel like I'm just so sick of hearing people share out into the world. I'm over it. (laughs) Or uh, people asking, why is it that people are doing things that are making their, their lives easier versus making my life easier? And I'm like, I pay tax money too, right? All these people pay taxes for things we don't like. There are things that you have received that I don't get. I barely got any help during COVID. I got one, was it $1,200 check? That's it. For three years, that's all I got. And I'm self-employed. That's all. Literally, that's all I got. My taxes go to military, to all kinds of things that I could care less about, you know, in the grand scheme of things. There are things that benefit others that just don't benefit me directly. Like I say yes, and I will be voting yes to feeding kids at school here in Colorado. 
in November. We're voting on that, like school lunches, making them uh, available to everyone. Why? Because hungry, it's like an easy policy. It's a, it's an easy yes. I have no kids and this is an easy yes. So I just get sick of hearing you guys, quite honestly, getting pissed off about, well, you're lazy. You should have known better. So blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you, did, uh, anyway, I'm not going to, I'm ranting. My point is I'm over it. I do wish people would think about the following. One of my guests did bring this up. The money that people won't have to use towards repaying student loans, that money will be used towards some of the following things that benefits you. It could be eating at a favorite local restaurant that you own. It could be paying for services that you provide, attending the theater that you manage, going to the local coffee shop that you own or provide supplies to, shopping for cute clothes at the boutique that you run. Oh yes, and bettering their lives at the same time. It's wild how that could work. If you're upset by that fact, ask yourself seriously if you're upset that people are getting some small amount of forgiveness when people got millions of dollars in PPP loans forgiven, hundreds of thousands of dollars in PPP loans, people that literally like, you're like, really, you got a PPP loan without being taxed on it? I have questions about you. What I'm left with is the fact that student loan forgiveness will change millions of people's overall debt load to the point where that means that these folks will qualify to do different things like purchase a home, a car, different stuff like that. And the home in particular, that's a huge driver of wealth. Something to think about. However, there are some things to watch out for and one may shock you. It shocked me. Even though these funds aren't supposed to be taxed, there are some states that are literally, as we speak, passing laws to make those funds that $10,000, that measly pittance that actually will make a big difference in a lot of people's lives. They're, tax, they're, they're passing laws to tax it, which I think is shitty. They didn't do this to folks receiving PPP loan forgiveness. And I have to ask, what's their motivation? Literally, that's it for this season. No more student loans. I'm moving on <laughs> to the next thing. And I appreciate you listening to this show and giving me the time to really flesh this out. Thank you so much. And what are your thoughts about the policy that's been passed?